0: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please
1: have your attention? The following is a breaking hot take from the Dudes in Hyperspace podcast.
0: Hey kids, welcome back for the, as promised, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker hot take edition of the Dudes in Hyperspace podcast. I am your host, as always, Ian J. Malone, joined by my buddy Dave Daniels. going to get to him in just a second. Real quick, you know the usual spiel by now. We're online at dudesinhyperspace.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the Hyper Dudes where we post all kinds of stuff, be it uh, things that we've said here on the show or articles referencing things that we talk about, pretty much all there. So we're a pretty good follow, if I do say so myself, so shoot us one of those. Again, that's on Facebook, on Twitter. You can also email the show at hyperspace at gmail.com. So, okay, here we are. We've been talking about this pretty much since this show began, and that is Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. It is the culmination of the Disney Star Wars trilogy. Uh, Been lots of speculation as to what this film would be, particularly on the heels of Last Jedi, which was clearly a very divisive film. And now we have it. And I literally, Dave, just walked out of the theater. I have no notes. Uh, I've had no time to let this marinate. Typically when we do these, I like to kind of sleep on it and just kind of work on my thoughts a little bit before I come to the mic. But nay, nay, not today. So for that reason, I'm going to let you start. And uh, just so,
1: <laughs> just so,
0: <laughs> just so, see what I did there with the—that was like a Heisman deflection, just with the, the stiff go. arm. Um, but so, folks, know we are going to go spoiler free for the first part of this take, and uh, and we will give you a big fat turn back now warning whenever we get ready to roll in spoilers. So if you have not seen it yet, if you just kind of want to know what our thoughts on it are before you go to the theater, then you're going to get that. And um, if you keep listening past the the turn back now warning, then that's on you. So, uh, Dave, throwing it to you, man. Uh, we've got it. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, you saw it Thursday night. Spoiler yes, free thoughts. Go for it. What'd you think?
1: Well, uh, starting out, uh, you know, I, I do want to say that if, if I'm giving it an overall, I'm going to give it like about a six and a half to a seven. Uh, you know, just that that overall rating part of it. It felt like J.J. Abrams spent a good bit of this film trying to right the wrongs of the last two. Yes,
0: indeedy. Yes, he did.
1: Felt like he, he went through and read every blog, listened to every podcast, and wrote notes of every complaint that could possibly be had from the last two movies, and then said, okay, maybe there's a couple from the original trilogy and a couple from uh, from the prequels we can address, too, and then came in and just tried to right every wrong he possibly could, and crammed every bit of that into a two-hour movie. <laughs>
0: Two and a half hours, which if you include all of the commercials and ads and trailers was more like three and a half, which sidebar on that, guys, uh, movie theater people, if you're listening to this podcast right now, we, we need to do something here. You either need to cut back on my ticket prices, which are already exorbitant. Or don't subject me to ads. I don't need to sit yeah. there. If my show starts at eleven o'clock, I don't want to be watching ads for Google, AT and T, and Coke until eleven fifteen. That's the crap mm-hmm. you run before eleven. So uh, anyway, little, little get off my lawn moment there from me. That kind of annoyed <laughs> me. But uh, but anyway, so go go on.
1: So so that said though, uh, I felt like uh, the the ending, uh, depending on on which part you're talking of, the ending was was okay. Uh, I, I didn't mind it. I felt that, uh, it was kind of a, again, like, uh, like the Force Awakens was a bit of a nostalgia ride on a good bit of what we had going on. Uh, but definitely felt like, uh, he spent way too much time trying to, uh, trying to soothe some fanboy burns.
0: Yep. I wholly agree. Okay. So for people who follow me on Twitter, I put this out earlier on this morning as I was walking into the theater and I know there are people who listen to this podcast that are like, don't talk sports. I don't like the sports. Well, that's kind of part of what we do. And uh, the prism that I use for this, like for many things for me, is Florida State football, okay? And I promise, just ride the roller coaster with me here for just a second and, and hear me out on this. When I entered the Florida State football season for 2019, it was with one motto in mind, and that was aspire to be average. We knew coming into this season that Florida State had a crap ton of shortcomings. Our offensive line was purity garbage and arguably the worst in the Power Five. We knew we didn't have an answer at quarterback. We knew the defense had holes all over the place and was going to give up points. We knew Florida State was a very flawed team coming into 2019. So, therefore, the mantra, aspire to be average. If you can just be average, you're going to scratch out seven, eight, nine wins. Willie Taggart keeps his job, and the train keeps on rolling down the track. Didn't happen. He got fired. That was the mindset to a T that I took into Star Wars uh, Rise of Skywalker, knowing that this trilogy already had tons of flaws and it already had plenty of missteps, whether it was with Force Awakens, whether it was Last Jedi. I walked in knowing there was no way this film could cover up all those warts. So just give me a solid film. I know it's not going to be awesome. I know it's not going to blow my mind. I'm not going to walk out of it going, I'm over the moon. This is the greatest Star Wars movie. I had no inclinations whatsoever that I was going to get that. Just don't suck. Be a solid, down-the-road, average, middle-of-the-road, sci-fi, space opera, action film. That's exactly what this was to me. Never at any point in time was I blown away by it. Uh, There were a couple of moments when I looked at my watch. I very much felt the exactly what Dave just said this movie is scrambling to make amends for all of the sins of, of last Jedi um you know that that was was there through and through J.J. Abrams also has a real love of punchline humor and that got a little bit arduous in the first 30 45 minutes of the film it felt like every time you turned around there was some sort of a a witty banter or a you know two characters getting into it with each other with a real quick, rapid fire, back and forth, back and forth, the dialogue, and it just, after a while, it felt forced, and it felt contrived. Um, you know, obviously, we're not revealing anything when we say that Palpatine is the big villain. They went back to the well with the Emperor one more time, and, uh, and so that's what we were doing here. Uh, I did not think that was very well served. I didn't think that that really, it, it felt to me exactly like what it was, which was just a grab for nostalgia we kind of screwed ourselves on the last movie and we need to make amends for that. So we're going to, you know, we're going to try and go play it safe. We'll bring back a villain that everybody can agree to hate. We're going to try and pretend that he was behind this the entire time, even though we had no plan for this trilogy. And we're going to try and and bandage the wound to get out of here. And, um, and that's what this film felt like to me. Now I don't, I don't say all that to say this movie sucked because it didn't, it had some really fun moments. Seeing Lando back, they did a great job. Mm-hmm. They brought him back with style. He felt like Lando Caresian. The way they reintroduced him to the story made sense. Heck, I would have liked to have seen more of him than I did. Um, so, you know, that was very, very, very cool. Going down the road to, uh, they showed you in the trailers that you're going to go back to Endor and you're going back to the wreckage of the old Death Star. That was cool. The way they wove that back into the story was neat. Uh, the payoff at the end, like Dave said, it's definitely a final end. It does a great job of kind of tying everything up. They did as, the the best job that they could possibly do with it on the rating system that you gave. I'm going to give it a five right down the middle of the road, but average five. <laughs> that's what I'm giving this film. So thanks for playing Lucasfilm. We're really glad you gave us rogue one and the Mandalorian. Yeah. And that's what I got.
1: Yeah. I, I just, yeah, there was a few, there was a few moments in there that, that came through and, and there was a couple of moments where I was genuinely surprised by a couple of things, but yeah, uh, you know, it, it just, uh, God, I just wish he hadn't felt like he had to, had to cram The Last Jedi into this movie Yeah, uh, to get it to work. And that's, well, that's I mean, pretty much where I'm at with it.
0: There and again, I mean, we, we said coming into the, I told Natalie this when we were in the car on the way home. Um, you know, there was so much chatter in all the interviews about whether you were or we're not going to try and retune some of the stuff from Last Jedi. And they were adamant, nope not last jedi was a great film we stand by it we're continuing that story well the immortal words of frank caliendo an al pacino liar liar your pants are on fire because that was exactly what i got out of the first hour of the movie was we are totally going to go back in and retune as much as we can and then we'll tell our story
1: yeah yeah definitely uh you know and and yeah the 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 and not that this is a spoiler and like that but the training montage with ray uh you know where you're seeing that she's actually training it's like okay so that's obviously an answer to this and then there were several times when you saw something pop up in the movie where you're like okay that's definitely an answer for that okay well this is definitely yeah i just i felt like instead of going through and making a movie that we felt was going to be good they went through and, and tried to make everybody happy at one time. And what happens when you try to make everybody happy? Almost no one is
0: right. Yeah. You get a Frankenstein's mess, which is what you got really here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and listen, you know, listen, I'm a writer. Okay. I can't fathom. I have heard stories, put it that way from people who have written in the star Wars universe. I know I've heard about that process. I know how tight on it. Lucasfilm is. Uh, They watch you like a hawk. You will do nothing controversial, which to this day baffles me how Last Jedi got actually made, if that was the edict. Um, I I can't fathom the stress that it would, would put a writer under to write in that sandbox, given what I know about how tight they are on what you can and can't do. Okay, and I've written in other people's sandboxes where it was made very clear to me. Listen, you can go here with the story. You can go here with the story. You cannot go here with the story. This is a rule. You can't violate that, even though you do that in your own stuff. You're not playing in your universe. You're playing in ours. And this is how we do business here. So do with it, you know, roll with it or skate. I I can appreciate all of that. So I don't I want to be real careful about how I bag on the writing for this. But the one thing that I will say, and I've said this in other episodes of this show that we've done, it is very clear now, having seen the final act of this three-act play, that they had no plan for what story yep. was going to be told when they wrote The Force Awakens. They yep. set out to write a Star Wars movie that would jingle nostalgia strings and sell tickets, and it did exactly what they wanted, which is make a crap load of money. And then after that, it was just like, well, crap, what do we do now? What's our story? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that I just can't wrap my head around. You know, when I wrote Mako, I wrote a standalone book, I was unemployed, I just needed a creative outlet, I wanted something that wasn't a resume or a cover letter. And I had this goofy little story about a group of bar buddies from college, who all get wrapped up in a video game only to find out that it's real. And yes, I grew up on the last Starfighter. So that's probably where that came from. But that's another story for another day. When Mako was successful, and really by the time I finished writing Mako, I knew there were going to be more stories to come. I knew it was going to take me another two books to fill out that story. I started mapping out there where those other two books were going to go. And it started with the epilogue I wrote for Mako. So, I mean, listen, I'm I'm not an awesome storyteller. Those are, you know, those are the first books I ever wrote. There are plenty of flaws all their own. People love them. I'm really happy that they do. But listen, I don't make any pretenses. They're not perfect books. I love them. Um, They're mine. I'm certainly proud of them. But again, I I had a plan. It only made sense that okay, well, if the first one was successful, and I know I'm going to make two more, I should probably have some semblance of an outline for how those stories are going to play out. And it just looks like these films were completely devoid of that. And yeah. with that much money at stake, with a brand like Star Wars, I just don't know how you let that happen. So bringing all of this full circle and back to Rise of Skywalker. I think J.J. Abrams did the best he could do trying to tidy it up and trying to put a bow on what was a, really an unadulterated mess when you get right down to it. Um, he's to be commended for that. Uh, who, so was, um, I forget the name of the other guy, the Argo guy, who co-wrote the script with him. I, I think they did the best that they could do here, given the constraints, given what happened with Last Jedi. They gave you the best that they could give you, and that's why I'm giving it a five. That's pretty well the end of my spoiler-free thoughts. I got to go hardcore into spoilers to go deeper than this.
1: Same, same here. I agree. I, I'm still about a six and a half uh, with the nostalgia adding a little more to it. So I'm, I'm was, there,
0: was there anything in particular, again, staying non-spoilers, was there anything about the film that, that you can tell people that you just, you can point at and say, I really, really liked that about this film?
1: Well, I, I think that the story itself was at least a story. You know, if you look at them, yeah, there was some rambling part of it going through. But when you look at, it, at least it was something. There was a goal in mind. Where Last Jedi didn't seem to really get there. Uh, Force Awakens seemed to kind of just mirror New Hope and, and yep. come in and give you a little bit going through. There's at least a story here, and it was, I uh, you know I, I read where someone had posted on uh, I think it was Reddit talking about it. I didn't I didn't realize that they were going to pay tribute to Carrie Fisher in this film by having all the writers do the, do the writing while they were uh, at the pace of, of being high on cocaine. <laughs> and if you look at how that goes through, that's pretty much, I mean, it was, it was constant moving, constant, you know, it was trying to keep your attention, even right. to the point of where at some points it was too much. But uh, at least there was a story. There was a story you were trying to get to. I didn't have a problem with, uh, with, with Palpatine. Uh, yeah, it was, it, there, there was a little contrived, that that's where they felt like they needed to go with it. Um, you know, they you get some major uh, answers to to questions that we've been asking since the original trilogy. Uh, not the original, but the uh, since the the first since Force Awakens came in. Right. And so that's good. At least there's some closure on some of that. But I, I was happy with those. Uh, but you know, it was a happy little film. I was I was okay with with the majority of it, except that it was just a good bit. Of it was forced. Right.
0: Oh, no doubt. oh no we suck again <laughs> sorry I was going to throw that in here at least one time before we got out of here I couldn't resist alright and on that note we are going to say we are kicking to spoilers now if you have not seen the film turn back now turn back now turn back now spoilers ahead if you don't want to be spoiled on the film stop listening we appreciate if you want to keep listening but there will be more later turn back now So, okay, that's the spoiler warning. I'm going to kick this one off. Go ahead. Dude, the way they reintroduced Palpatine. Sith magic, and we're moving on. And that's it. Like, (laughs) there was no explanation whatsoever. One of the biggest questions about this film was, okay, you're going to go to the well one more time with Palpatine. All right, we're going to trot that old horse out here one more time and make him the villain because we can all agree that everybody hates the Emperor. Never mind the fact that it craps all over the end of Return of the Jedi. We're going to trot that horse out here one more time and give it a shot. Okay, fair enough. That's what you want to do. Question becomes: How are you going to achieve that in the story? They gave you
1: nothing. I, I disagree. He was always I dis- there. Oh, whatever. I, I disagree, sir.
0: Okay. Well, what and, is I, your and take? I,
1: I, I say that by by quoting by quoting the end of uh, of the uh, the prequels. Have you ever heard the story? Of Darth Plagueis the Wise,
0: but they didn't tell you that's who he is. If that's who he he's is, not, then fine, say that.
1: He's not. It's it's just the it's the skill that's learned. It's the part of the Force that the Sith use. And so for that part of it, that's what it is. It's it's a it's a throwback to that. I, I just it they had to find a quick way to get him in. Then
0: you know what? And, Cut one of the endless freaking we're going to run around and do nothing but chase our own tales sequences that was the first forty-five <laughs> minutes of this film and explain that. But they couldn't do that.
1: You, but you had to you had to mock kill off Chewie. I mean, right. you had to play with the heartstrings on that man. That's that's what that's for.
0: I, I look at Natalie Antero. <laughs> I'm like, did he just like just walk down there and be like, here I am, take me into custody? Like, is there a pl- like just? Oh, Chewie just yeah. got caught. What?
1: <laughs> when that when that came through, <laughs> I just I, that that was one that made me shake my head pretty hard. Uh, the uh, the introduction of of uh, Ray's lightsaber at the end. Right. I leaned over. I was watching it with a buddy named Mike. I leaned over to him like, Well, there's your there's your merchandising tie in for the Sure. Film. There you go. <laughs> we're
0: gonna sell a crap load of these in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, the other thing... What about
1: you with with, with uh with Ray being Palpatine's daughter? Were you uh Again? Okay with I mean that?
0: we're gonna rush this through and we're walking. We're walking, we're walking. One of the biggest <laughs> gripes that people had with Last Jedi was she can't be nobody. That right. w- of all the gripes I had with Last Jedi, that was not one of them. I actually was kind of on board with that. I thought, okay, let's, you know, democratize the Force a bit. You know, you don't have good grief. You're going to go forward and try and tell 20 years worth of stories in this sandbox. It kind of makes sense to not have everybody be a Skywalker or a Kenobi. Okay, it makes sense. The Jedi were once Legion. It it stands to reason there are people all over the galaxy who are Force-sensitive. I'm good with that. A lot of fans weren't. They pissed off, and they griped and moaned, and so we got this. We're going to make her Palpatine's granddaughter, and we're moving, and we're walking. Like, they (laughs) blasted through that with literally a half a line of dialogue and expected you to swallow it and move on into the story. And I was just like, whoa, whoa, just stop a second and tell me how in the hell you arrived at that. Like, I mean, at some point while he was running the galaxy, did he just run off and diddle an alien? And that's how we got one of, of this girl's parents I mean, who were they? What put them on the ship other than the fact that they were running from crazy grandpa? We all have one of those at the dinner table at Thanksgiving. You know, I mean, just can we please stop for a second and explain this? And all of it goes back to the fact that this, just underscores how much of a soggy turd last Jedi was because if this would have been the plan. You totally needed to allude to at least some of this in your second act. That way it gives your third act real gravitas and real stakes that people want to bite into, but they didn't because they didn't know when they wrapped on last Jedi that this is where they were going with the story, which takes me back to my point, have a freaking plan. Even if it's not yeah. a great plan, at least if you have a plan, it will make sense. And you don't run into the train wreck that is this entire trilogy.
1: Yeah, bring bring a roadmap with you. That helps yeah. when you're trying to get from one location to the other. That yeah. said, I, th- I think we need to create shirts and put them on the website. Uh, that are just they're black church with white letters in the front that say palpy claps cheeks. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if we took nothing um, else away from this from this film, it's that palpy claps cheeks. That's a that's a good to go.
0: Another thing I did not like about this film, um, I said after Force Awakens, screw Kylo Ren eternally. I do not need a Kylo Ren redemption story. You just ran Han Solo through on the end of a lightsaber. Screw you. I get it. If if that was what you needed to do to make him the full-blown, to turn him completely into the villain of the story, great. Embrace the villain and make him the monster. Yeah. They never did that. And what did you get at the end of this? A Kylo Ren redemption story. It was Mm -hmm. nice to see Harrison Ford back. I did not see that coming. I did not know that he had a cameo in this. So when he showed up, I thought that was kind of cool. But um. But again, I don't, No, there's no, there's no forgiveness for you, man. I don't. Uh, no, I don't. No. S- at least, screw you.
1: At least we didn't end up with the two of them on Tatooine uh, at a hydration farm, uh, trying to live out the rest of their life. At least they had the decency. We were like, you know, they gave him a little redemption to go through. Yeah. But but he he needs to he needs at least be gone for his uh, for his sins. So. Why
0: did they need to kiss? By the way, at the the end of that, like, well, I mean, really, what was the what was the point of that?
1: It was the continuation of the shirtless Kylo Ren scene from earlier I, in the trilogy.
0: I guess, man. I don't, you
1: know.
0: <laughs> Poor old Finn, man. They give that guy a new love interest in every movie, You know, mostly because they don't have a clue what they're doing with him. And, right. uh, and my man comes home empty-handed every freaking time. My man's hidden. Well, never mind. I'm not gonna not gonna go there on this podcast. We're trying to keep this somewhat PG rated. Not gonna not gonna finish that thought. But that, but you know. But I just didn't. I didn't get that. I get it. Okay. They're they're kid. They have a kinship between them because of what they've been through. And all right, that's fine. You need to kiss him. That was uh, that was over the top.
1: So. Yeah. Well, so here's here's where I'm at with uh, something that I thought was really cool that was added, uh, and apparently there's a there's a pretty good explanation for this uh, as to why even though it wasn't in the movie itself apparently it was in some other some other drafts that right. uh, may come out and i'm hoping we get some extended scenes when the movie comes out uh, the ability for the two of them to be able to pass objects through the force from from different locations yeah. i thought that was that was i thought that was a great mm. i thought i thought it was great i thought it was really cool um, and it was just a i thought it was a, an an interesting addition to what we had going on
0: That has been kind of one of my issues with the new trilogy is I feel like they've taken some liberties with the force that just, again, they really bring into question everything that happened before this. Uh, You know, when Yoda blew up the the tree in Last Jedi and it was made very clear in that one scene, you can affect the natural world from the grave as a force ghost. Well, that opens up a whole different can Mm -hmm. of worms. You know, Ben Kenobi, when Luke was getting his hand cut off, where were you? this is your, I cannot intervene. Well, yes, yes, apparently you can. And the fact that you didn't <laughs> says that you either don't know what you're doing or, you know, again, lazy writing. So, yeah. you know, that was, uh, I, I thought that too when she when he snatched the beads away from her or whatever uh, there in the beginning of the film with their first little force link thing. And I don't know, That's uh, that's one of those wells. I would not have gone back to that. I would have let that sit in The Last Jedi as being something that Snoke did to them and we're not going to revisit that. But, you know, they did. They they took it into this one, too. Yeah.
1: I, I, apparently, there's a, there's an explanation having to do with uh, just how force-sensitive you are. There's and It'll be interesting to see. I read something about this earlier. It was in an earlier draft that had been seen. We'll see how it, how it turns out. I'm, and I am interested to see some extended scenes, though, to see if there's any more explanation for a few of these things. They felt like they just couldn't get in because of yeah. how long the movie was.
0: Well, but, I mean, there and again, man, I mean... <laughs> You know, that's the problem with extended scenes and telling stories in other mediums and yada, yada, yada. Is there, there does come a point when the movie should be center stage. You know, I mean, if you see the movie, you really should be able to have everything you need self-contained in that two, two and a half hours to, to get what you need. Um, you know, I'm, I mean, take me as an example, dude. I can't read comic books. All right. I'm legally blind. Mm-hmm. I have to read a comic, but anything under a giant freaking screen magnifier, which is why I read all of my books in audio. So, you know, if you're expecting me as a as a Star Wars fan to have to read comics so that I understand this element of the film. Well, you know what? I'm not going to get that, which means that when I show up in the theater, I'm not going to have a clue what's going on. And that's kind of a bummer for me. So, uh, you know, I'm all for leveraging other you know other mediums and trying to to make a more holistic experience with your story but uh, there's a line when frankly your movie just needs to be able to stand on its own two feet and um as as a trilogy i don't think this one does i think rise of skywalker again did the best job that it could do to try and tidy this mess up but yeah i i stand firm on my five i'll sleep on it tonight i may come back for uh you know a little bit different tomorrow but as it stands right now that's kind of where i'm at i wanted butt average and that's exactly what i got uh, mm-hmm. anything else that you liked we're in spoiler zone now so you can go nuts um anything else that struck you about this film for better or for worse that you liked or did not like
1: yeah well when I mean, we talked about um talk about Han. I, I enjoyed seeing him come through um you know I, you got to see that leia at least trained to be a jedi and that's where some of that explanation from what happened with the last jedi was in there Right. So I I didn't mind some of that. I just it was overall you know, looking at the movie, I enjoyed the nostalgia. I enjoyed um you know, I, I felt like a lot of it was forced. Oh gosh, why did we have to hand Chewbacca a medal? Yeah. Why? No,
0: I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um, another thing you did not get and and on the Carrie Fisher note, now I firmly believe they should have written her out in Less Jedi. And the reason I say this, and, and maybe nobody else picked, maybe nobody else got this. Maybe this is just an Ian thing and I'm just crotch the old fart. I don't know. It, when I watched those scenes with her, it felt like they were chopping footage that had been used for another story mm-hmm. in another film and trying to sculpt the story that they were telling now around what had already been created. And that's exactly what they were trying to do, but it did feel forced. Like, okay, we're just trying to make do with what we have with her. That's why her lines are very short. She never really expounds on anything. It's all just very generic dialogue with her, because that was all they had. And to that, I would say, well, you know what? You had the perfect out after Last Jedi to let her go. If you didn't Mm -hmm. want to kill her with Carrie Poppins, I get that. I mean, she was a big part of Last Jedi, but it was mentioned, I can't remember if it was in one of the books or what, that... To, to do that, to be able to save herself from open space, took a great toll on her body. And even though she was able to continue on and finish the mission, so to speak, to finish the movie, it was not without its price. And you could have just said coming into this that after she got them free of crate, she had done her job, she succumbed to her injuries, and you know you could have had the funeral scene and honored her that way. It did feel forced, and it did feel kind of odd to watch her on screen. Because they only had six minutes of footage to use from her, so that was my take yeah. on that.
1: One, one last thing before I head off to my uh, my my final Christmas party of the year, seeing Wedge Antilles come back uh, sure. was uh, was definitely a, a positive. I did enjoy that.
0: That was very cool. Yes, no, I did enjoy that. Uh, again, I did like Lando. I think the way they brought him back was a lot of fun. Uh, kind of mad that they never took off Carrie Russell's helmet. Uh, those who know me know I'm a big Carrie Russell fan. Always have been. <laughs> always a fan. When I saw they wrote her in Star Wars, it was great. She shows up for like two scenes. Uh, so for all the big hubbub about Carrie Russell, nope, nope, really doesn't. Not a big integral part of the story. <laughs> um, <laughs> other stuff that I did like about this, the the big lightsaber scenes were were epic. They were fantastic. They were very well choreographed. Um, some of the sets were really, really beautifully done. The costuming was great. Um, you know, we hit on this with Nick Maley. They really do look like Star Wars films. And that is one Mm -hmm. thing I will give J.J. Abrams. He can make a beautiful film to look at. The score was fantastic. Again, it was a great space opera film. But if you take the Star Wars brand off of this, I mean, it's, it's really a pretty average film. There's really nothing novel here at all. So I'm glad Star Wars has taken a three year hiatus before its next film. I hope whatever they're gonna do next is so completely different than this that we can all just sit back and enjoy a clean slate and uh and move forward from there. But uh yeah, I would dare say that um Disney, your first foray into trilogy films in Star Wars, it uh I hope you learned from it. It was uh mm-hmm. it was definitely an educational experience. I'm glad there's not another one coming in this saga. I'm glad it's over. I did like the shot, though, at the end with her back on Tatooine at the Moisture Farm. I thought that was cool. It brought the title full full circle, Rise of Skywalker. What is that? Mm-hmm. That made sense. Um, I will say they crapped all over Sith lore in this. Like the whole power of two, rule of two thing. Yeah, they pretty well took mm-hmm. a dump all over that with this story. Um, but, you know, whatever. I mean, they, they did what they had to. So, uh, all right. Harding shots, last call for alcohol. I know you're heading out for a Christmas party. Last opportunity right. to say
1: anything for better or for worse. Is that all you got? That's it, man. I, I think all right.
0: that uh, I, they, that's it. Okay. Well, I'm uh, going to wrap it there myself, folks. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening to this show. We hope that you find the you know blubbering insights from me in particular <laughs> <laughs> interesting, at least on occasion. I'm taking it you do because you're still listening, so thank you for that um but we certainly have good things coming ahead in uh in 2020 we've got some guests in the pipeline that we're really excited about so we'll start to roll those out as the new year uh falls upon us but in the meantime you guys have a very merry christmas and a happy new year enjoy the college bowl season or family and friends whatever the season entails for you and uh and just have a blast because this is definitely a time of year to smile and, uh, and kick back and enjoy those things. So uh, thank you, as always, to Dave Daniels for tagging along on this. Uh, thanks to our buddy Scott. He is out and about, and we'll be hearing from him in the new year as well. So uh, And thank you again to you guys for listening, as always. And parting shot, leave the five stars. You know where to leave them. Uh, if you like the show, we really appreciate that. It helps us to bump up in the rankings. So with that, we bid you further ado. Definitely go see Star Wars. Let us know what you think in the social media comments. Shoot us an email. Maybe we'll cover that from you guys in dude mail on our next episode. But in the meantime, Merry Christmas, and y'all have a good one. We'll see you in 2020.
1: Later. See ya.